Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We're back at it on a Thursday night at Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. City SC back at it this upcoming weekend. They are going to be... West of here, they'll be in uh, Colorado as they match up against the Rapids. They're coming off a 5-1 win against Cincinnati this past weekend, and uh, that wrapped up a or it ended a, a two-match losing streak, and they got back to their winning ways. This weekend, uh, on the call, broadcasting as the analyst uh, on the uh, MLS Season Pass package, which is on Apple TV+, Plus. Danielle Slayton's going to be on. She joins us right now. Danielle, thanks for taking some time with us. How are you? Good to be here. So uh, what's kind of your just early on general feeling about this city team, which is such an amazing story, the way they've been able to start their existence as an expansion team, having so much success? I mean, my first feeling is that I cannot be more wrong about where I predicted them to be (laughs) this season. Um, You know, most expansion teams struggle, but they have absolutely come out flying. Um, You know, I think there was some question marks in the the two previous games, previous to the recent Cincinnati one, a couple of blips on the radar against Minnesota and Seattle, but like they've clearly proven us wrong. Um, They're clearly a team that is confident, that plays well together, and is absolutely fun to watch. Did you see something specifically when you compare maybe those red flags that came up against Minnesota and Seattle, things that they were able to fix and do better for that matchup this past weekend against Cincinnati? You know, it just kind of felt like they got back to themselves a little bit. And I wouldn't say on the whole that the performances against Minnesota and Seattle were terrible. I thought the first halves were actually pretty decent. I think the second halves of those games were, were not what we have come to expect and a little bit poorer. Um, but when it came to the, the, the Cincinnati game, I think luck was maybe a little bit on their side. Like everything seemed to go right, but they also created their own luck and they played on the front foot. They pressed, they were very direct. Um, and I think that they were quite frankly, better mentally prepared after the significant um, rain or tornado delay <laughs> um, and just, and just came out flying and, and were the better team on the whole that evening. Beyond the fact that they have surprised with their record, have they surprised with the, the number of goals they scored? For me, it just t- I'm not an expert, but listening to people talk, it certainly felt like going into the year and the system they use, it, they were going to try to neutralize out their opponent's opportunities and kind of pick and choose when to attack. And here we are, and, and they're going out, and they're, they're scoring as many goals as anybody in the MLS. Yeah, it's it's really surprising and and it's surprising for me too because when you look at their coach and Brad Carnell like I had the chance to to cover him when he was at New York Red Bulls and he's a defensive coach like that is his strength. And so if you had to ask me a team that plays under his leadership, what would they be better at, defense or attack? 10 times out of 10, I would have said the defense. Um but the reality is is that 
he has brought them like a real grounding and foundation in defense. And I think that's what's actually enabled them to have some freedom and to score what I call goals by good defending. You, you win the ball quickly and you directly attack and go forward and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, I certainly think it's surprising, especially under his leadership. Yeah. So many different individuals are part of the goal scoring. You look at how many different players scored against Cincinnati and, and Klaus wasn't even in, in that group. What, what has led to, and, and I know you just kind of answered it a little bit, but can you go a little bit more and just how the, the system and the way they're playing, it's not just allowing them to score a lot of goals, but it's a lot of different people scoring goals. Yeah. And I think a little bit of the philosophy when I analyze their play, they do a good job of, being numbers up in certain areas, so having a numerical superiority, whether it's on the, the wing or more centrally, so they overwhelm defenders and overwhelm different areas on the field, and that enables them to put multiple different types of players in good positions with the ability to score. I think that against Cincinnati, they did that really well out wide. I mean, early on, you see the goal by Jared Stroud is a perfect example of that, um, but I think the more times that you can do that in various areas on the field, the more you're going to set up guys to be successful, regardless of whether, you know, Know, they're playing at the striker position out wide or in an attacking midfield role. You're at a different venue just about every weekend. As, as conversations are taking place around MLS, how many people and what are the conversations about just looking at St. Louis, what they're doing, not just from a performance standpoint, but from a from a fan standpoint, from a stadium standpoint? Are there a lot of people in the league really taking note of what's going on here? Yes. Full stop, period. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it is the play on the field. Um, it's the number of goals they're scoring. It's selling out stadiums. It's the energy around St. Louis. It's the media coverage. It is everything. And even in talking to some of the players, as we've done this week in preparation for the game this weekend, coming from overseas and places like Germany and, and places where, you know, you come to America and you think, oh, there's not this soccer culture. We don't have the same football culture. They have been blown away and impressed. And I think it just really demonstrates that, America is a football nation, soccer nation in many ways, um, and just the growing the, the growing impact of Major League Soccer and soccer in general in this country. Can that pay dividends in terms of players wanting to come to St. Louis? 100%. No question. I mean, I can think back to my playing days when, you know, there weren't a lot of people in the stands and you weren't feeling this vibe. And when I go into these stadiums, I get jealous, right? I, I wish that I had to had been able to have that experience. So absolutely, when you're thinking about a players who are deciding where they want to play um, and having a, a, some impact and influence in the conversations they're having uh, around if they can you know, choose city A or B, this absolutely is a factor. You want to play in front of big stadiums. You want to feel the love. And I think that that bodes well for St. Louis, not only for now, but the players that it can attract in the future. You had a great career. You were part of the U.S. women's national team. What was the, maybe it was the Olympics, maybe something else. What, what's the best crowd that you ever played in front of? Oh, gosh. Um, the Olympics was fantastic for sure. There's been a couple of friendlies that we played against, you know, the United States and Canada that were fantastic. But I have to say, even though I wasn't on the field, the highlight in terms of being in a stadium was being a fan at the Women's World Cup in 1999 in the Rose Bowl. 92,000 fans. The U.S. wins, like, hands down. I don't think anything will ever replace that memory for me. That's really cool that you were there. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. it been the experience for you? You've been broadcasting soccer for a while, but you you became part of the team uh, with MLS Season Pass and Apple TV+. Plus. What has that been like for you? It's been wonderful. I mean, 
I love the fact that I get to have a broader scope and covering more teams in the league. I mean, it certainly makes my job a little bit more challenging, but I feel like I have a better pulse across the whole country and across the league, which I really enjoy and get to see more teams, more players. Um, So that's been fantastic. Um, And I just, I mean, I think back to COVID that wasn't too long ago, and I just love the fact that we're back in stadiums again, um, that we get to see the action up close and personal, and it's just, that's why I got into it, and to get back to that has been a real blessing this year. Danielle, I really appreciate you taking some time. Hopefully we can catch up with you again uh, down the line. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. You bet. There's Danielle Slayton. She's going to be the analyst coming up this weekend as uh, City SC in action against the Colorado Rapids. There's a lot of talk coming into this one that uh, maybe that can become a, a rival. You know, going into the existence for City, I think we talked a lot about Kansas City as being the rival. Maybe it is going to be I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I can't. Things have to happen during matches for I think rivalries to build. It's one thing I always laugh when um when Missouri and Arkansas play against each other because Missouri leaves uh the big twelve and you're trying to create a rivalry, so you make them play Arkansas on a certain date every year, and you just say, "Okay, this is going to be your rivalry well, it's not. Uh, thing, things have to happen. Rivalries build. They have to. Things have to happen that turn things into rivalries. So it, when we were going into the season and we were talking about Kansas City or talking about any other team as being a rival for St. Louis, I always kind of chuckle at that because, well, let, let's see what happens. Let's let's have some things happen on the field where players and individuals start to legitimately not like each other. And then that can lead to uh, some sort of rivalry. The Kansas City thing, though, is fun, though. You just hop in your car and you drive three hours and you're there. That's going to be great for fans in St. Louis and Kansas City from that aspect of the rivalry. yeah, It feels like a rivalry when you walk into a game and there's a whole lot of people from the other team that, that got tickets and got in. That adds to a rivalry as well just because of the uh, atmosphere that exists. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see uh, what happens this weekend. City coming off just a fantastic performance this past week when they get the win against Cincinnati. All right, uh, when we return, we're going to uh, shift gears again, talk a little bit about the Blues as they get ready to uh, go into could be an eventful offseason, might not be, but what does that really mean for the team next year? We'll get into that in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We continue on after this here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 